It's the second cup of Joe and John with Joe Elvis and John Dwyer. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Joe. Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy New Year. The Christmas edition of the second cup of Joe and John. The show you never knew you needed. It's our gift to you. Yes. It's absolutely free. God, why can't we be with our families? Uh, <laughs> we choose not to. No. <laughs> not at all. This I, is uh, yeah. no guest. Uh, you and me just bantering. We'll keep it short, tight. Won't go it through is. all the uh, the sweepers, as you call them. Uh, we're not going to... We do that. It's so a, we're not doing that. It's a fun day on the holidays. I always enjoyed Christmas Day driving around because everything's closed. And just the world, the city, the streets are all full of life. And then Christmas, as you drive around, there's just nobody out. There's nobody there. And it's kind of neat. Did you work, uh, of of your 14 careers you've had, in radio, did you have to work Christmas Day, Christmas Eve? Or did you record all that and just hit play? No, we generally had off. It would Did be, you? Yep. It'd be a weekender that would, would do it. And um, <laughs> wow, then somebody was mining the store. You did. Yeah. Went back when it was live. Now, radio now is so automated that you can, it's called voice track. You can record the show in advance. And so there's no one in the building no, now it's on Christmas in the can. Day. It's in the can and off you go. Uh, but I bet it was different for you for TV. Why is it always that the uh, the main anchors, which you were on News 2 here, the ABC affiliate in Nashville, why why is it on Christmas Day and all holidays you'll see the A-team on? Is there because, some formula? Well, because, well, it wasn't a ratings month. In TV, the four ratings months are November, which is the big one, February, May, and July. And so four months out of your career, you could not take vacation. So... Then you have, if you're a sportscaster, you had football season and you're working six or seven days a week. So, and then if there's a newscast on a local uh, TV affiliate and you don't have sports on TV, in many years, ABC did not have the NBA package. Now they have, I think, 13 games on that day. And you like it, or bowl games or something like that. But you, somebody always had to do Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Yeah. Did you New work Year's those? Eve, New Year's Day. I did a lot of that because we were covering teams that were practicing that day. Um, you had to work anyway. I, I, and this is not me being a Grinch, Joe, but uh, and Lindley found this interesting when I first met her 18 years ago. Do you have Christmas traditions? And other than growing up in South Bend, Indiana, with a very normal nuclear family, pretty boring, not a lot of drama, um, normal four kids, wonderful parents, middle class Ford dealer. Other than that, I don't have memories of like I didn't decorate uh, in my adult for Christmas. I was working, sure, and it just didn't. I so you know, uh, do I get into the quote holiday spirit? Nah, I, I, I I never caught the bug. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not fun. <laughs> are a Cole Grinch, in my stocking, a Grinchola yeah, on this but, Christmas. But uh, I always like leading up to Christmas when you would see uh, in the 70s that Miller beer commercial would run with the sleigh going through the snow. Season's greetings from Miller. 
and the uh, now it's the uh, Clydesdales with, with well the Cl- uh, the Budweiser yeah. always had a great Christmas with mm-hmm. the Clydesdale going through at this and now the Corona one I love that's on every year <laughs> uh, seasons greetings and the palm tree lights up yeah. uh, as those start to kick in the day after Thanksgiving uh, I loved all the buildup I come from uh, my father had three sisters who all lived in Kings Mills, Ohio. So we would go to Ohio for Christmas, big family. Um, and it was always just great. You know, in the seventies, everybody smoked. So the house is filled with cigarette <laughs> smoke and everybody's <laughs> laughing and drinking. And there'd always be a good family fight somewhere in the night between all the relatives that uh, we would watch uh, as kids. And there you'd hear them yelling, ah, you ass, you know, and you're like, what is going on? But that was a great family tradition. So, I surely enjoyed it. My mom would be up early cooking turkey and the smell that's in the house. Uh, I hope you have that smell going on now in your house. I just love cooking on the holiday. When the, Did your mom cook? My mom did was you? an awful cook. I love, I love mom dearly. Did R. you have I. a catered P. Christmas? She just, it just wasn't, it just never was good. We And we would, it just, it, I, I love her, but she just never, it just wasn't her strong suit. She was, she was a housewife. Four kids. Uh, what would be one of your memorable, like back in Philadelphia, like early oh, Christmases? Yeah. Coming like down the gift? stairs. Coming down the stairs. I, I, could, I got it right here. Um, we lived in Delaware. It's a two-story house. So I loved Christmas. We decorate the tree. I believed in Santa in those days. And I wanted a bike. And I wanted a bike. And I got a roll fast 10-speed bike. My first bike. And it would be the bike that I would deliver the Philadelphia Daily News with a newspaper and my newspaper, I'd ride eight miles a day and I had my speedometer, odometer on there. I treated that bike like a car. Came down the steps and I saw that bike. I still remember that. How old would you be then? I'd been probably 12. 12, okay. Yeah, and uh, we'd eat dinner at the, 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 the... Dining room table, you know, the dining room. <laughs> I was going to say a Chinese restaurant. No. No. Okay. <laughs> With a duck. Um, it, I don't know if you have in your house uh, a dining room that no one ever uses the whole year round. And then you, know, and then the you open it up room. and put the fleece, uh, uh, the, the middle the, piece. The middle piece in. That's that, what I got. Yeah. I've got that table at my house now. The same one my parents had in Delaware is the house, the table we just ate uh, dinner at. But it's. I remember I got a bike. Do you have a... a yeah, I, a, a similar story. Yeah. I got the Red Schwinn uh, stingray mm-hmm. with the uh, glitter red uh, banana seat, and then we had the uh, roll bar uh, on the back. That was a custom deal, but that this was, was a big deal. That was a big deal, and we'd put the um, cards. Oh, my mom was so because she loved to play bridge. I would take playing <laughs> cards, yep, and and with a a uh, hair. Uh, what do you call it? With a uh, close uh, paperclip, clay, close clothespin, close and clip. put it in there and make your yeah, that was it. So I tore up and down the neighborhood and in that. The other one I remember is I wanted the light bright. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. The light bright? Light that that bright, would that would not hold with light. Everything's bright when you play with a light bright. That would no longer hold some eight-year-old's attention because it was this monitor that you put black paper on and then you had different colored pegs to make us a reindeer or a fire truck or Santa and and it illuminated as you built this and you punched the holes they, they were assigned and that can you imagine trying to market that today? They're like, whoa, 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 no, what? Yeah, I mean that. Yeah. I'm sure they have Lightbright on on an app now, 
But I, that to me, and the other thing was when I believed in Santa, we would leave out eggnog and two cookies. Yep. And when we woke up in the morning, they uh, they, they, well, half an eggnog and like one cookie was gone. That's and of it. course, thanks, Dad. What do you say? What do you mean? But, when you, what do you mean when I believed in Santa? Well, I mean that was Santa's real. Yeah, uh, well, uh, you know. Are you telling me elsewise? <laughs> I, I I am. So that those were some of the memories. And then you get into other memories. Joe, do you remember where you were December twenty fifth of two thousand? Uh, I do. Uh, I was that night at. Uh, let me rewind it. it. I don't think it might have been Adelphia or yeah. LP. Was it Adelphia still then? Um, Kim was hugely pregnant. Joey Ten would, and a half months. Joey would be born the next month, uh, January 28th. And uh, so December 25th was a night game, Titans-Cowboys. And that was the year we went to the Super Bowl. And the, ti- and the temperature at kickoff was zero degrees. And that there wasn't an was not one empty seat in the whole place. It was totally rocking, and we thumped the the Cowboys. And Thirty-one nothing. Yeah. We did a show outside uh, pregame because it was on ABC. Mm-hmm. Al Michaels and that group, Dan Deerdorf, and it was. You're right. It was so cold. I my teeth were chattering. It's really funny how, and maybe you know this in broadcasting, that I mean, I could. I had uncontrollable shakes because it was so cold it was but once it was five four three two one and you had to be on yep i got through it yeah and then i'd be like and now we're gonna have this story about frank wycheck and how he's spending his christmas take it away frank and then i would start to chatter again when we were <laughs> off but that, that's a good memory um actually they went they did not go to the super bowl that year they went in in uh uh they did go to super bowl you're right you're no they didn't 99 into 2000, they went to the Super Bowl. Yes. Yes. This was a 13-3 season that ended with uh, Ray Lewis and Eldel Greco missing, or having a block. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I will always oh, remember, yeah. Yeah, I thought Joey was, was born on uh, the Super Bowl day. He was born day. in 2000. Yeah, but, but it was it was uh, not December, it was not January 30th, the day of the Super Bowl. You were in the hospital with your wife. Yes. Watching the game. Correct. And, and holding young Joey. Joey was born, and we woke up in the third quarter. Titans, Rams, and we thought— Good timing, by the way. 16 nothing at half. This is going to be great. We're going to win. Our, the the Lord's blessing is in our arms, and the Titans will have the Super Bowl, and then little no, you know, didn't, didn't an happen. hour later, oh— and then, and then you've, you've and we've sucked since. I've been paying. <laughs> I'm a founding member of the Tennessee Titans since '99, and since that Super Bowl season, uh, there was another December uh, 25th game, uh, which I had to look up. It's all a blur now. Do you remember? Oh four against Denver. Okay, that was oh four was a five and eleven or four and twelve season, and so it was not much to to celebrate. It was cold. And I remember Susie Kober was doing sideline reporting. We were doing a Titans show with Jeff Fisher, and she was kind enough to come over and do an interview with me, which was a big deal. I mean, that was back in the day. She was a sideline reporter. This is pre-internet, isn't it? And she lost her luggage, and she had to go to Target to buy. And it was, again, it was cold. It was 20 degrees or something. And Susie had on, like, you know, she was sponsored by Target because she, she lost her luggage so that's about the only uh you know having to work christmas or work christmas day or something like that but yeah that was always it was just what you did sure 
and um, that would roll into New Year's. So uh, hopefully you listening now, you have off through New Year's. Um, you always try to get off Christmas through New Year's because it was just a week. Uh, but New Year's Eve doesn't mean anything to me. Amateur, I'm working amateur right night. now. Amateur no. night. I just, as in my government cheese days, that was a huge payday. So we always played on New Year's Eve. Where? Where would you play? Uh, generally Bowling Green, Kentucky. And, um, it, you know, the ticket prices would be doubled. People were dressed up. And it was just a great time. So the, for every band, New Year's Eve is just a killer payday. So we were, I worked every New Year's Eve for forever. Were you the band that brought in Midnight or, or oh, yeah. back back in the day oh, you did? Yeah, sure. Now, now, none of your gigs go past no. 9 p.m. Hell no. No. <laughs> in those days, we didn't start till midnight. Right. Uh, but on a New Year's Eve, you'd start about 10 o'clock and then just keep it going. And the club, I think, closed at one or two. So you just would go that and, you know, everybody was there. And you know what I miss? Uh, I miss the, the regulation of new year's day of the cotton bowl being the first game. Yeah. And then you'd go into the Rose bowl and you'd end at night with the orange bowl. Right. You just had, you just knew now you don't, you know, there's literally 45 bowls. Yeah. And now I just can't keep straight on who does what, when, and there's a new one called the Pop Tart Bowl in Orlando uh, this year. Think, Notre Dame may be going to that. <laughs> Notre Dame and Auburn in the Pop Tart Bowl. <laughs> Gee whiz! But there's uh, I I I don't follow college football that hard, but so I never know which which bowl would always be the championship game. It was the Fiesta for a while? Wasn't well, it, it depended on because the the rankings, the UPI and AP polls decided the national okay. champions. It wasn't until. The first BCS game, if I have this right, was Tennessee and Florida State in Tempe, and that was one versus two. Okay. Um, and uh, and then the college playoff has gone on for, what, six, seven, eight years. So, um, But you always didn't know. I mean, there are still people bent that in 1977, uh, a game I went to on – January 2nd, it was the Cotton Bowl, Notre Dame, and Earl Campbell. Uh, uh, Notre Dame was number five in the country, taking on number one, Texas. Notre Dame wins 38-10, to 10, and a number two Alabama team, I believe, wins, and Notre Dame jumped all the way from five to one. Notre Dame had one loss. They lost at Ole Miss that year early in the season. That would never happen today. But it was the pollsters, and there was bias for Notre Dame because it's all rigged for Notre Dame. Well, back then they, you know, they Paul Horning won the Heisman Trophy in 1956 over Johnny Majors. Notre Dame's record was two and seven. <laughs> Can you imagine a Heisman winner winning on a two and seven? And and Tennessee had a much better record. So there, no, there's always been bias like that. But um, don't you remember? Just the bowls. That was a big mm -hmm. thing. Like like January 1st, you just knew the order, and then you had to wake up the next morning to see in the paper how the sports writers and the coaches voted. And sometimes it was a split poll. You know, in 1990, Colorado and Georgia Tech were co-national champions. That seems like a lifetime ago. That does. For those programs. Yes. So, so that's, that's what I got. Um, want to do one segment with you uh, because we we do this with other guests. Uh, rapid fire. There's sure. just a lot of questions out there that I think I would like to. I know a lot about you, but I don't know everything about you. So it's going to require me 
You got to put your glasses on. Put my glasses on, on and hit the right stinger. Here we go. Uh, 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 rapid, 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 rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid. The holiday edition here. It's just Joe and John. Question number one, guilty pleasure, Joe Elvis. Uh, for the holidays, drinking too much. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> People come over, it's 10 a.m., and there's a mimosa. Like, it's a morning drink, so it's You okay. feel like it's okay. It turns into an airport bar where at 8 or 9 a.m., <laughs> hey, it's okay to do this. So that would always tend to be, uh, if I'm off and it's the holidays, or what's the other one? Uh, eggnog. Uh, Hanukkah Festivus? Did you ever what? like oh. eggnog? No. I've never I've liked never eggnog. Liked My that. wife loves the eggnog. What do you put in? A, what's, the, what's the liquor you put in there that, uh, that, to make it a vodka? spike? Is it? Um, yeah, I, I don't, don't even. I don't, See, I don't. I, I don't, don't have it. I'll have a mimosa, or the other morning drink. I think mimosa <laughs> is a good. Drink? A good. Uh, well, I like a screwdriver. Like a Bloody Mary? No, I've not been. Never I'm been a Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary. No, no, no. Early no. flights, Bloody Mary. No. That's good. What? What would you? You're not flying. No, when I'm riding. Okay, in the back. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just checking. No, I. I don't understand mimosas. Mm-hmm. Like that's just ruining champagne. Champagne. I, I just drink the champagne. You but want the champagne. Morning. I know, but you I put orange juice champagne. in it and it's okay. My uh, guilty pleasure would be pizza. Uh, five points pizza if, if I just want to gorge. So that's kind of a, a guilty pleasure um, I have. What's your question? So uh, worst New Year's Eve. <laughs> um, uh, 1970. Eight, eight, seventy-eight or nine. Oh, I know. It was a, uh, interconnectivity here. Uh, the next day, I flew with my father and sister to the Cotton Bowl. Uh, I was fourteen years old. I uh, was at Dan Hickey's house. Uh, his parents weren't home. Notre Dame played Kentucky typically on New Year's Eve at Rupp Arena, although or in Louisville they called it a neutral site, which was a bunch of garbage. I mean, how can that be? <laughs> Notre Dame did not get the better end of that stick, uh-huh. and often lost. We fixed some stakes. We're freshmen in high school. The Garveys, Matt Tom Garvey uh, was three years older. He was having a kegger. It was malt liquor. I'd never drank malt liquor in my life. Uh, Dad was picking me up at 10 p.m. at at the Hickey's. I had to go. Uh, I went to the party, got in the car in the 1976 Silver Granada with um, oh, with yeah. wine uh, velour uh, interior, and uh, proceeded to leave a trail all the way home. Nice. I I got sick, and I woke up with uh, early in the morning. We were going to catch a flight, and uh, I woke up with like bed sheets or, or, or towels around me, and. My parents were obviously upset and disappointed. Uh, my mom said, you know, your punishment is, like, you shouldn't be able to go, to go to the game, right? I mean, you blew it, right? No, they we went to the game. And they said, your punishment is, uh, you're, you're probably pretty hungover. I felt great. I got, <laughs> I got everything out of my stomach, no, I think. You ready to reload? Yeah. So, that I mean, that's just one memory. I, I'm not proud of it. Okay. You? Uh, I guess I'll come back with another question. Where were you when the bomb went off? That was Christmas Day. Yeah, I was in St. Simon's Island, Florida with my in-laws. I was walking, uh, taking a walk run, uh, listening to a podcast that I had been a guest on. Virgil Herring is the guy's name. If you are a Nashville-centric person, he has a very popular podcast. He's a 
pro golf instructor and so forth and so on. Uh, and I got a call from my dad, and he says, are you okay? And I said, what are you talking about? And we, I was not near a TV, but, of course, it was on CNN and Everything. everywhere because it was, Christmas uh, morning. it was Christmas morning, and the inventory for those – uh, all those broadcast stations, they you know they're putting on repeats or whatever. What um, year was that? How long ago? That was twenty twenty. Was that twenty twenty? Yeah. So that's why. So it was you, Christmas morning. The Nashville bomb on Second <laughs> Avenue South. Um, I guess you know we're up maybe at nine. We sleep in a little bit, but so it probably went off seven a.m. eight a.m. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, just this loner moron dude in a camper that many people knew about and reported. Um, but he went down the Second Avenue South and through a PA system warned everybody to stay away, which you know in the end was great. But it's still there's a, at the Titans game last week. There's still a lot of buildings that are boarded up from that. It blasted uh, all through Second First Avenue. Massive explosion, massive explosion in Nashville. And just bizarro world because yep. uh, you know people say nobody died. Well, he died. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and didn't suffer. Uh, but you know, to say it was solved, uh, he was a guy that uh, no police had had an eye on and mm -hmm. had checked on him, and neighbors thought that he was building. Some, yeah, I don't know. It's just it was weird. Um, I know some friends, some business people that lost businesses down there because of that. Uh, there will be a renaissance in two to three years of that whole uh, landscape. I never understood, and there's got to be a good reason why why Nashville use second Avenue as the front porch and never knew, never used the riverfront because the boats would come up a hundred years ago and load all the stuff in the back of the warehouses. Wouldn't you think first Avenue would have been the, 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 the Broadway, if you will. Sure. And they never did that. It was always boarded up dilapidated back way into the second Avenue. Yes. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You've got a river here to play to. Right. Why would you ever have second Avenue? Why isn't First Avenue? <laughs> and First Avenue still looks terrible because of that bombing. Uh, a lot of it's still boarded up, yeah. and it is not the gateway to the city uh, from the river. Yeah, I, I just uh, it did that whole thing was was strange. Um, if you could live anywhere but Middle Tennessee, you're in the bubble. You're in Brentwood. That's where you've lived. You crawl out of your you know you cross the river here to come to East Nashville occasionally. <laughs> um, where would you live if you? If you couldn't be in Middle Tennessee, Florida. and I think I know this, yeah. Florida, yeah. Florida, <clears throat> did I say Florida? Yeah, South Florida, Florida winters. Oh man, once you once you, uh, I lived in Florida as part of my flight training for a while. I was there for a year and a half, and the summers aren't you know so hot. No more warm. You know we get kicked here in Middle Tennessee, pretty hot summers, but um, man, when it gets about October. It's just the best. It's just the best. What about yourself? When I got out of TV in 2014. Um, you were in Florida. Uh, I was. I worked in Fort Myers from 88 to 94, Jacksonville 94 to 96. Was there for the Jaguars' birth, uh, which was a new car versus the Houston Oilers' used car. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was part of the attraction of having gone through a, a franchise being born and kind of having that on my resume, I think what uh, it was, was something channel two liked, I guess. But, um, when I got out, Lindley and I just, she was starting interior design. And the thought was if we could, nobody says we have to stay. We don't have family. She, her family is in Georgia. Now we don't have anything other than our family infrastructure or our fa friend <clears throat> infrastructure, infrastructure, uh, 
where we can go anywhere. Where where would you like to go? And 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 it that that conversation didn't get a lot of traction. Um, in a perfect, you know, we always liked northern uh, part of of San Diego, La Jolla. Boy, that's nice. But but who who the hell doesn't? I mean, right? You know, it's like I'd like to live in Aspen. You know, well, yeah. these are some of the most expensive real estate zip codes in the country. And what are we going to do? And California, quite honestly, other than the amazing weather in San Diego, and San Diego, by the way, try to get there on TV. That was a 20, 27th market. You think of San Diego as this, you know, Miami, Houston. It's not. It's a small, I mean, Nashville's 29th TV market, and San Diego's 27th. So that wasn't as, you know, a pipe dream as possible. I just could never never get a job there. Um, so, yeah, we we probably probably La Jolla if we could, but I don't think that's, that's going to happen. Um, celebrity crush. John Dwyer from news Two. You're weird. I don't really have one. You didn't have a top five going, um, uh, nothing, you know, she, you're, you're lying to me. She just passed, but I always liked Suzanne Summers when I was okay, see, younger. Yeah. That's, Three's company. Yeah. You know, she was kind of ditzy, but, uh, Okay. Well, how did that one come out of me? No, that's okay. That's all right. I, I was My a, wife is a blonde-haired woman. Mm-hmm. I think I always like blonded. Yeah. Blonded. Yeah. Heather Locklear. Oh, there's, well, there's always, another one. Always yep, my terrific. Mind. And then early on, uh, Raquel Welch and Ann Margaret. Now Ann I'm Margaret. now I'm Ann I'm Margaret eight or nine or ten, and I'm I'm beautiful. looking at that was Ann Margaret in the Elvis years. Uh, uh, she was just amazing. Oh, she was so absolutely amazing. Just had it. Raquel Welch did a uh, a movie called Kansas City Bomber. She was a uh, a, ro- a roller uh, not roller rink but roller ball or mm-hmm. what was roller derby. She was in a roller derby, and 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 I just remember the poster, which was very much like the Farrah Fawcett uh, red swimsuit poster, and it just yeah, it just so, it did it for me. Final question. What posters do you had? Did you have on your room when you were younger? I had th- uh, Kiss Destroyer, yeah. uh, and then I had in Sports Illustrated in the back. You could order two by three, two feet by three feet, and you had to check the little boxes that were minuscule. Um, I bought, and it was a big deal back then. I think the posters were one night. Do you know what I'm talking about in the back sure. of Sports Illustrated? Yeah. So I had Joe Namath. Joe Willie Namath was my guy. Um, until I learned he went to Alabama, but I got over that. Uh, I had Len Dawson, and I Kansas had City Chiefs. and I had Archie Manning. Oh, great. because I thought the uniforms kind of looked like Notre Dame. I liked number eight. Archie Manning never played for a, for a winning program. Len Dawson, uh, when I was doing TV uh, pregame, or, or I'm sorry, preseason games for the Titans, which I did nine years, I looked over. We were doing a game in Kansas City at, at Arrowhead, and there's George Plaster and myself in one booth, and next booth is Len Dawson doing oh, the game. Great. And I'm like, how in God's name did this kid from Northern Indiana get here? Because I had your post. And I don't think I told him that, but so those were my posters. What about you? He was so great. Len Dawson. Terrific. He was, there's a announcer. great picture of him at the 67, the second Super Bowl. He's sitting at halftime. Smoking a, mm-hmm. you're right. Smoking a cig. Smoking a cigarette and had a, had a, had an open, a, open bottle of Fresca. Yeah. <laughs> That was that's an iconic picture. Who wants a fresca? But he's smoking the quarterback. That's it. He's got a grit. That's it. At halftime. That's it. It probably was making, you know, thirty two thousand dollars. I had it oh, had to sell insurance in the off season just to make it. I had a Mike I lived near Philadelphia, so I had Mike Schmidt, 
Um, Pete Rose, my family's from Cincinnati area. I love the Big Red Machine. And then I had Bill Berge, who was the uh, Philadelphia Eagles linebacker in the white helmet green wings days. And uh, Bill Berge, Bill Berge, uh, I I he I got his autograph at the Valley Brook Driving Range. My dad and I were hitting golf balls. This is probably like 1976, and Bill Berge's just a big guy with a mustache, your typical 70s, you know, feathered hair looking 70s guy with a uh, button down shirt, almost all unbuttoned, and just whacking these like golf a balls. Wig, a bunch of hair coming it out. Was, it was that's exactly correct. Uh, all that animal. was missing was a Marlboro Red getting fired up and down in there. And I was just, you know, a little puny kid and walked over there and yeah, sure, kid. And he gave me an autograph. And uh, Bill Berge just passed away, I think, uh here in twenty twenty three. So that's that uh those that's that was my wall of fame for years. Um so mm-hmm. back to the holiday as we wrap this up, the special edition of Second Cup of Joe. And John. Uh, what, as you look to 24, uh, you, you're, you're a full-time flex jet pilot. Uh, your wife is a, a, a flight attendant. You have two successful sons doing well. What does a good 24 look like for you? I, um, thank you. Um, health. Yeah. Me too. I'm in the worst shape of my life right now. I wouldn't guess that. Maybe you don't feel that way. You look good. Well, I don't, uh, I don't, I I like to work out and I've dinged my shoulder, Mm -hmm. which is still coming back. But I used to always have routines. I would, I was kind of like you. I'd get up early, not as early as you get up um, and do my workout. And then the day started and I've gotten away from that and if I don't do it in the morning, I don't tend to do it. I'm not Anything like a, past eleven or noon. I'm done. I'm not. A, I'm not, I'm not a night it. workout. I'm not guy. either. And I've dinged my knee. I had my meniscus out a couple of years ago. I sound like I'm falling apart here, but I used to love to run like you, mm-hmm. and I just can't pound the pavement anymore. So I've I've just hit a rut, and so uh, health is uh and my blood pressure my cholesterol everything goes with my workout if i don't work out it goes up when i work out everything comes down so do you I take any medicine like blood, do you take any preventative medicine no yeah i mean really. blood pressure i don't either i'm very very lucky yeah me too and i got my you know i wear glasses yeah. we both wear glasses uh but it, it, it's it as we get into our 60s how health uh you know it's everything it, it is If everything. you don't have it, 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 it affects everything else. And I have friends, you have friends that, frankly, don't have it. Nope. And, and it's, it's not, it's, I mean, it's hard, to, it's hard to visit. It's hard to, you know, any, any of that stuff. So, um, And I, I live, you know, I travel hard. So it's a freaky life of <laughs> poor food, bad sleep. And um, so I got to stay in shape. So health is my number one 2024. Okay. What about you? Yeah, no, I would say that, um, uh, you know, in the nonprofit I run, jo- Jobs for Tennessee, uh, Jobs for America's Graduates, Tennessee, we've rebranded. Do you think I'd get it down? You know, we have an opportunity. You are the to, CEO, I am, I am Jack, Jack What's Tennessee. your child's name? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I will say this, um, and this is not totally Debbie Downer, but 23, 2023 has sucked in, in a lot of ways for – uh, Lindley and I, in terms of uh, her father had a terrible scare. We really didn't know if he'd make it. And he's, 
uh, Lazarus. He's he's actually he's back. He was kind of misdiagnosed with a stroke, and and uh, uh, she flew down there real quick. Our dog got attacked. Uh, uh, you know, it's serious injury, and you know we love Lola more than life itself. Just a lot of. Uh, we got dinged on taxes that were uh, not expected, uh, much to being ignorant, but just a lot of weird, you know, just like we're just done with 23. So I think I think just boring would be good. Uh, love to continue to do this and get on interesting people. I'd like to take this, you know, I think we both, uh, you know, when we listen to these, uh, we're like, you know, that that's, that's, I listen to not a ton of podcasts, but uh, we, we're not bad. Okay, we're we're not, and especially if you live and have lived around Middle Tennessee for a while, and the things we talk about, and our subjects, and the people we bring on. Um, so my hope is, is if anything else, if being greedy, I would like to, um, you know, have this sponsored, being on bigger platforms, have bigger guests, be that sort of thing. My dream, and I blew it. I think I blew it. We talked about dream guests, and yours was. Bono. Yeah, and mine was Nate, Nate Burkatt, some, some, gay, some guy that nobody he was in the a year ago yeah, playing Zanies, yeah. and then he sells out Bridgestone <laughs> to the largest crowd ever. History. Nate Barkatsi, the, the, the comedian who grew up in Old Oops. Hickory, who is super clean, super funny. And just funny. destroyed on Saturday Night Live, probably one of the best hosts that they have had in years. I watched that Washington, George Washington skit over and over and Amazing. if you haven't seen it you google it and this guy is a gem i'm not saying we won't get him but i i don't know he may be too too big for us but that he uh, had a great line at the cmas he gave an away an award and nate Barkatsi, the comedian uh he he sold out the bridgestone so hard that it was the absolute record attendance and the CMAs were sold out, but he said, you didn't beat my record because I stole two of the seats. He stole, he stole one. Of his I thought that was a great <laughs> line. And I bet 2024 here, you're going to hear a lot more from Nate Bargatze that you could have gotten him on our show, John. But back, back in the day, and now. Uh, a, a woman I work with, uh, Elaine Faulkner Dixon, who works for JAG Tennessee, our strategic outreach and communications director, oh my gosh. Uh, went to school uh, with Nate and, oh, nice. and claims to have uh, dated him. Okay. Now, I'm sure a lot of people claim that, but she said that she broke up with him because um, his dad was so mean to her. And his dad, who is a comedian, a, 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 a clown, a magician, clown, music, magician, right? But it was kind of a spoof. Yeah. And she didn't get. He, she didn't get his, he scared his, her. his, or maybe, <laughs> or maybe, or maybe really didn't like her. I don't, maybe she, that, maybe that's why she's still in therapy. Uh. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, Hey, we hope everybody has a great 2024 or can we'll continue this madness and continue to book guests and put it out on the platforms. One thing that we don't do, and if you've listened this far, I'm so sorry, um, <laughs> is uh, we don't use our, we don't get out our email. Uh, second cup of Joe and John, that's spell second. It's not 2ND. It's spell it out. Second cup of Joe and John at gmail.com. If you have guest ideas, you have criticisms, you have sponsorship ideas, that's kind of my, uh, one of my things for, you know, vows for 2024 is to give the freaking opportunity to have people that do download and we're international, right? We have people in Guam or somewhere. We I don't do. Know. Um, you know, 
interact with us and let us know what you think and, and what you like, don't like. Uh, guest ideas, sponsorship. Um, we're going to have to do that more. Is that cool? Just email us and tell us where you're listening. We want to see <laughs> something in our inbox at second cup of Joe and John at Gmail. Dot we did have a so we, we we were able to track this a while ago and uh, now we can't figure out how to do it because we're old and we just can't keep up with technology. But we, we in England we had England and some places because we had on some uh, some regional uh, rock and roll historians and and people that were big in the day that I, you know that were big in in Europe and so I think we got some fans down there you know to to download that. But it can't just be Kimmy and Lindley and, <laughs> and our parents. <laughs> no, my parents would not. No, I can't even send this to my well, dad. I look forward to another great year. And our prayer to all of you is may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you in this great year of 2024. And I certainly look forward to hanging out with you. It's the second It'll cup be good. of Joe. On the second cup of Joe. It's the second cup of Joe. And John, as their I guests one expound job. on any and all topics within the realm of decency. Want to be a sponsor? Let a TV and radio guy help build your business. Email the show, John at gmail.com. Now, hold on tight and grab another second cup of Joe and John.